0: Welcome back to Normies Like Us. The podcast that reminds you it's hip to be square. The red exclamation point over your host's heads means one thing. We're talking metal gear on Normies Like Us. Who's put
1: for to Surveillance camera? I seem that you enjoy caramelity games! Lumelo. Gotcha. My name is Iroquois Pliskan. Why do you still live? What the hell's he talking about? Welcome back to Normies Like Us, the podcast that, again, reminds you it's hip to be square. Guys, on a special episode, we're going way back, talking about one of the original OG video games. We're talking about Metal Gear, a game I'm pretty unfamiliar with, but that's all right because uh, we brought in a special guest. So first, it's me, your host, Colin. Uh, solid Colin. Michael Gear.
2: Uh, this is uh, Revolver Jacob over here.
1: And special guest, Andy. Andy.
3: Uh, I'll go by Liquid Andy. Ooh, I like that. Not <laughs> naked Andy. <laughs> not today. Not yet.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I like that. We got naked snakes. We got snakes. We got ocelots. Uh, again, guys. I don't know a lot about this game. I wanna. I wanna jump in. I wanna know everybody's sort of history. Um, Mike, is is this a game you played Metal Gear a lot? I mean, the franchise as a whole, yeah. But I think like a lot of us, especially
0: our listeners, uh, probably got started with Metal Gear Solid on the PlayStation. And then through emulation, played the originals, and now we're up to number five on PS4. So, uh, I played all of the all the ones, even like the old MSX ports, but on emulator.
1: So, yeah, big fan. All right, how about you, Jacob? Uh, have you played the games, and do you have a handle
2: on the plot? Um, yeah, I'm pretty <laughs> sure I understand it all. Um, Impossible. <laughs> no, best, actually, I don't really understand any of it. Statement ever. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, I've actually only played. Metal Gear Solid Five. Um, I'm familiar with some of the other games, but I've never really played them that much. But and I know, you know, I know some things about them. Um, Metal Gear Solid Five is pretty good, though. I think I yeah, understand that one that. pretty well. You say that while you're wearing
1: your eye patch, so I think you are going to know a lot about this. But but let's jump road. to our <laughs> guest. Let's jump to Andy here, who I have seen. My only experience is watching you maybe play a little Metal Gear. So you do like these games. You love these games.
3: Yeah, I'm a big Metal Gear fan. Um, My experience goes all the way back to uh, the original Nintendo, uh, playing the, I think, what, the first Metal Gear released in in America anyway. I I don't know if there was anything before that. Just Metal Gear. Yeah, Metal Gear. Picking up the rations, hearing that sound. um, I played all... Pretty uh, A lot of the Metal Gear games, the highlights, I haven't played all of them because there's like way too many games, but yeah, I've been playing for a long time. Yeah, Love there's it.
1: like Japanese phone exclusives and stuff. You know, we're getting a little bit into a Kingdom Hearts territory, so that is fair, but that's cool, man. And would you say you have a handle on the plot at all?
3: Oh, no. Actually, <laughs> uh, when asked to do this show, I was most excited about finally finding out what happens in Metal Gear. <laughs> Having beaten a lot of the games, I pretty sure. I have no idea what's going uh, If
1: we on. could just put it together. We'll try on this podcast, <laughs> yeah, normally
0: We're going to do our best uh, for, for the listeners' sake and our own sake to cut through it, but uh, sort of like with Star Wars, um, a lot of the series comes down to retconning because the original games came out in the 80s, then Solid, and then we kind of go back in time with the prequel games uh, being Metal Gear 3 and Phantom Pain. So it's a little weird. It jumps around, but uh, we'll see what we can Figure out here with the legacy of
1: Big Boss and the Diamond Dogs. So. Big Boss, oh, Diamond the Diamond Dogs, dogs my boys. <laughs> All right, well, I'm gonna get under this box and let's crawl over the game section. Then let's dive in, guys. Right. Nobody's spotted me yet. I'm moving slowly underneath this box. Somehow we all managed to get in here. Uh, but while we're here, while I've got you guys, let's talk about the history of the Metal Gear games.
0: Yeah. Um, Legendary games made by uh, Hideo Kojima, right? Fame director. Uh, unfortunately, had a strained relationship with Konami near the end there during the final Metal Gear game, uh, besides Metal Gear Survive. But I don't think we're going to be touching on that uh, too much in this episode. No. Yeah, um, I guess just briefly, uh, in in the broadest sense, the Metal Gear franchise is the story of the legacy of Big Boss, essentially, much like the prequels turned it into the story of Darth Vader. You start with Metal Gear Solid, if that's when you jumped in on the PlayStation, that is kind of the solid Snake story. And then once Snake Eater comes out in Phantom Pain and like Peace Walker, some of the PSP releases, it really becomes the story of Big Boss and kind of his legacy of a uh, soldier's haven
1: so i'm gonna normie us real quick and just it just put a little pause in there yeah um this blew my mind as a as a not fan of this series to realize that it's not all solid snake the guy that i kind of associate with the franchise but then you read it's like well no this original trilogy in the past exactly like you're saying mike like the prequel star wars films is big boss it's his boss it's his brothers it's his this people then we'll get to the snake story like whoa that's crazy
2: yeah, I can see why you'd think that's con- why you'd be confused, Colin, because they kind of look the same and there's like the same I think there's voice like actor usually. Well, yeah, and then there's like find out that there's involved. a character
3: named Solid Snake, Solidus Snake. I'm like, "Oh boy." <laughs> yeah. yeah, there's a lot of clone stuff going on in the game. It's, you know, it's it's not the easiest to uh to find your hero through the whole, the whole series.
1: And this is a world where post-World War II, technology has moved towards, like you're saying, Andy, cloning, but also robotics. Because the main thing that a Metal Gear is, quote unquote, is a mechanized nuclear warhead. Like in this world, it, they thought we should automatize nukes. We, we should make our big WMDs walk around. Like I'm a Gundam fan. I'm a Macross fan. But that's crazy to me.
0: Yeah, well the idea of having a mobile platform that you could launch a nuke from is really the idea. So that way you're not constrained to what targets you can strike, you know, anywhere in the globe. So it it's a pretty I think it's a cool threat to have like a nuclear platform that is mobile. Um and coming out of Japan, which has, you know, its own kind of point of view on uh nuclear uh, you know, dearmament, let's say. Um, it's an interesting concept. And the other thing with Metal Gear is they're games that like they're sort of like anti war, but then like they're so in love with like guns and military tech. So there's, there's like a duality uh, with the franchise where there's so much gun porn mm-hmm. and then just also this message of like soldiers are being exploited by nation states. So I yeah. think that's what's fascinating from a story standpoint. From a gameplay standpoint, they're stealth action games. The original game was made stealth out of constraints with the system, the MSX. It wasn't that powerful. They wanted an action game. They're like, well, What if instead of like fighting everything, we sneak past them? Uh, The, you know, the company owners didn't like that, but it turns out it was a great idea because it spun off a whole genre of uh, stealth action games, your Splinter Cells, your uh, Sekiro's even uh, pretty much coming from the genesis of Metal Gear. Um, So I want to ask everyone before we get going, do you have a Jacob, you you played number five, but Andy, let's start here. What's your favorite uh, Metal Gear game?
3: Um, My favorite Metal Gear game is uh, Metal Gear Solid 3 Snake Eater. And actually, not only is it my favorite Metal Gear game, it's my favorite game ever. Damn! Um, I really, really love that game. Um, I just think, in terms of the Metal Gear series, it, it has everything you want. It's got, you know, hiding in camo in the jungle. It's got eating snakes. It's got hiding bodies, you know, everything you want out of life. Oh, Snake Eats Snakes.
1: I didn't know that. That's
3: dope. Yeah, of course. Hence the name Snake Eater.
1: Yeah,
0: it's got one of (laughs) the best songs in games ever, too. Uh, That's my personal favorite as well is Metal Gear Solid 3. Um, Amazing story. It's like the peak of camp for Kojima, too. Like, it's like this weird James Bond double, triple cross spy thriller um, set against the backdrop of the Cold War. It's like super awesome. And what Um, platform are we talking? Is that pretty close to latest gen? So going through, this is a a PS3. And in the chronology of the Metal Gear Saga, this is the first game in the timeline. It introduces us to Big Boss, uh, who, you know, becomes, he's basically, he survives all the way to the end of Metal Gear Solid 4, Guns of the Patriots. So he's kind of an ever-present figure throughout the series as a protagonist or antagonist.
1: Yeah, this well, I really is really like those titles Snake Eater, Guns of Patriots.
0: So, what what do you think is like uh, cuz I think Metal Gear Andy, right? Uh, especially Metal Gear Solid 3, like Metal Gear has like some of the best rogues galleries of like villains and I really like like the Cobra unit and stuff. So like what do you think about those guys um and if you want to kind of explain them uh correctly. Um
3: uh, I don't I don't know that I can go into detail on all of them. Uh okay. I I I think that uh <laughs> I can assist um, I think as a group of bad guys, I think they're fantastic. Usually they're very unique from each other, which I really like. And they all have very, um, uh, I would say, like specific personalities. They they all seem like unique characters. I mean, it's why I would be excited to see a Metal Gear movie. I think that a lot of these characters really lend themselves uh, to it. And... I don't know. There, There's, especially in uh, Metal Gear Solid 3, I think that there's a, um, a, a nice mix of villains, but, like, interesting ways to take each of them down. Uh, the game really lets you kind of play with a lot of different things uh, strategically and Easter egg-wise. And uh, Are these
1: armored guys? Are these, like, gray fox where they're looking like badass
3: samurais? Um, they're kind of... Yeah, I mean, to a, to a degree, yeah, they're... Some of them, uh, I mean there's in Solid three, there's one that's deceased, there's one that's ancient and is a sniper and hangs in a tree. Um, and it's it's just an interesting dynamic programmed into the game because that guy is called the end who's the ancient sniper. and you can either um, battle him head on and have a one of the best sniper battles you can have in a video game or you can actually, just turn off your console and wait, uh, I think like a day or two oh and he God. dies because he's it's an old man. And I think like to program this, that into your game is just a fantastic Easter egg for the series. players.
0: Yeah, this is like some peak Easter egg. And I love that fight with the end. I think, yeah, it's like a week or you could like set the clock on your console forward. And then you boot up the game and it's like, "You yeah, killed he, me. It, you, you like call your mission commander. Like I found him and he's just dead. They're like, really? Like old age, <laughs> old the man victory died. is yours. Um yeah, so I, I really like the Cobra Unit. There's a guy who's covered in bees. There's the pain, the fury, the end, the sorrow, the fear, and the joy. Who was known as Boss, but like, there's like are a these spider all guy. Clones, Mike? No, these are like um, they're, they're super soldiers, genetically enhanced. But yeah. this is you know in the 60s, so this is before uh the cyborg ninja and stuff like that. But they're all very unique. Uh, one guy, the sorrow. He's like the dead guy. Um His thing is like, you just walk down a river. You don't fight him. It's just like a long kind of cutscene, but you're controlling Snake walking down this river. And if you, every person you kill appears as a ghost and walks past you in the manner that you killed them. So if you slit somebody's throat, there'll be characters of like enemy soldiers holding their neck, screaming, walking past you. So it faces you to confront like your actions. And if you didn't kill anybody, it's like a really quick just, because you can stealth through the whole game and use tranquilizers. So it's like, those kind of things where you can blow up a supply depot and then the enemy soldiers are complaining that they're hungry. Like that's Metal Gear Solid 3 and this is
2: like 10 12 years ago. It's a lot of detail. Uh, Yeah I remember when you know Andy was playing this I was just sitting on the couch watching him play and stuff and one thing that struck me is that like so, so Like I feel like there's like a magical realism where like usually that's like super realistic, but then sometimes the bosses will just have like some magical thing about them. Like I remember the bee guy, and I just remember thinking like that's so like surreal. Um, yeah, yeah, crazy stuff. Or the spider guy
0: yeah. and just weird shit. Like you, if you smoked your cigarettes or your cigar, the bees wouldn't bother you because they
2: hate smoke. Right. It's like just the weird. Yeah, the amount stuff. of detail in a game from from that era is really crazy.
0: Like you pick up food and it decomposes. Like if you spin, like if you open up your menu and spin Snake around to look at his character model, he'll get sick. And when you exit the
3: menu, he'll throw up. (laughs) Um. Yeah, that's that's the uh, that's always been the appeal to me in the Metal Gear games. I mean, it it's been there kind of uh, since they moved into Metal Gear Solid Um, one, you know, like little things, like if you knock out an enemy and put him in a closet where there's a poster of a sexy woman. He will wake up in that closet and you'll just hear weird rustling and (laughs) he will stay in the closet. He won't try to get out. It's very strange. That's usually what I do
2: if I wake up in a closet, you know, after being knocked out.
1: I want to make a statement real quick. Hideo Kojima, he loves video games, but I think he also hates video games because he can really see the constraints that the medium puts down and he wants to be such a revolutionary and evolve them to their next level. And obviously, one of the reasons that we're doing this episode now, Death Stranding, huge, you know, uh, very in in the zeitgeist, Um, stuff like that. I mean, that just shows it like this guy. This guy's just an innovator, man. I love it.
0: Yeah, like one of his other games before Metal Gear, he wanted to have a special ink printed on the discs that would heat up and melt when you were playing that so it would smell like dried blood because it was
1: like a murder mystery. <laughs> so Boy,
0: that's, like, that's crazy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he completely so that's Kojima.
3: lost his mind. That's Kojima and we should mention
1: you. Castlevania. He's done one of those. Go back and listen to that episode. That's true. And, and you know, we forgot to mention also Andy, a guest on our wrestling episode. Go back and listen to that one, Normies.
0: Not a huge connection to wrestling and Kojima, but I'm sure we'll find something. Um. I guess a uh, last question and then we'll kind of briefly explain kind of the plot of this and then we'll move on to the other games because there's a lot to talk about. Andy, what are some of your other favorite characters from Metal Gear Solid 3? Because there's a lot of greats, greats in my opinion.
3: Yeah, um, I mean, I love uh, a young uh, revolver ocelot mm-hmm. uh, doing very weird things with his gun as he's playing with his gun. It's very like sexual. It's he it's, it's very uncomfortable. <laughs> Great um, name. Yeah. I I really loved him. Um, I really love the sorrow that you brought up. I I just think that's such a unique way to put a bad guy into a game. Like you don't ever really get confronted with the guilt of being a gamer. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I think that that is the best, in my opinion, it's the best role for solid snake as the hero. I think that he has, um, such a great character arc and, uh, yeah, I mean, I th- I think they're all, uh, I don't know, it's just a cohesive game. It feels like um, everyone kind of serves a purpose, but I, I don't know that there's necessarily like a, a standout personality. I just think it's a great ensemble cast. Yeah, I like this version of Snake
0: that hasn't, like, he's kind of a blank slate and this is Naked Snake. It's my favorite version as well before he becomes Big Boss. Well, but
1: what does that mean? What, what does that term Naked Snake mean, Mike?
0: Well, he's um like kind of a rookie like he's he's just starting out and he's
1: under the the boss's tutelage. But it's his actual military title at the time. They're like, "All right,
3: you're going by Naked Snake." That's his code name, yeah. Wow. Yeah, it's because he's being dropped into the jungle at the beginning of the game um without any like accessories essentially, you know, and no he's, support. He's, yeah, he's starting out totally by himself and naked. Naked and afraid.
2: Jones. what differentiates when you got solid snake and you got liquid snake and naked snake gas snake i assume gas um, snake <laughs> not yet. what differentiates those titles is that all the same person or is it different people or what
0: andy do you want to tackle this one or should i jump on it uh you, i think you can handle this okay <laughs> <laughs> um so naked snake uh is aka big boss uh big boss gets cloned um into super soldiers one of which being solid snake one of which being liquid one of which being solidus snake and gas and Venom Snake is a completely different guy, but we'll get we'll get to that later. Okay. So
1: that's why you guys as fans are like, well, of course they look exactly the same. But when I'm like literally yeah. watching YouTube videos that are histories of these video games, and it's the same character throughout the years. And I, I know that he, he gets old in one of the games, Phantom, Pain, or, or whatever, right? Oh, that, he becomes an old Guns man. Guns of the Patriots, yeah. Guns of the Patriots, sorry. Um, <sighs> but boy, my mind is blown by that. Very interesting.
0: Yeah, so we'll get through that. So let me, I guess, step through... Uh, We get past Metal Gear Solid 3. I could do a whole podcast on Metal Gear Solid 3. It's so good. Damn, that's the one I'm going to try to check out then, guys. Okay. And it's the first one chronologically. So really, it's the best place to jump in, I think. Number three. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And it's been ported (laughs) to every system. Uh, So basically, what number three sets up is um, Boss is this badass lady who is working for the U.S. military. She's the mentor of Naked Snake. She ends up betraying Snake and joining the Russians. Um, they shoot a nuke to frame the U.S. But basically, by the end of it, you learn that they weren't... She, she pretends to be a double agent against the U.S. so that Snake can defeat her and be the hero because she's supposed to infiltrate the Russian cell, but when they launch the nuke, they have to change the plan. So basically, at the end of the day, Snake is forced to kill his mentor, the boss, in a gut-wrenching scene. Um, and then... He basically gets disillusioned with the military as seeing soldiers as just toys for governments because his mentor has to basically be sacrificed for the sake of uh, the U.S. government, and that's when he starts deciding we need a safe haven for soldiers, uh, and that becomes things like um, military without frontiers, military sans frontier (MSF), or Outer Heaven, all the kind of stuff that we see in the other Metal Gear games. Is he's trying to create a soldier's sanctuary basically, and it's all because. He has to kill his mentor.
1: Wow. And I do know that it is an alternative history, obviously going forward. It seems post-World War II, uh, Mm -hmm. a lot of the leaders got together to try and make like a super society where we would all feel safe again. But Mike, where did the nuke drop?
0: So it, the philosophers uh, were groups that started in World War One, and they basically oh, accumulated gotcha. a ton of wealth um, that they could use to influence global events. And at some point, the philosophers, the kind of Russian and the U.S. philosophers had a disagreement so that that fund got split in half. So there's like a, a cell of secret agents that are trying to get control of that philosopher's legacy, which is just a shitload of money. So they shoot the nuke into Russia, but it's a U.S.-made bomb to frame... The US and create a conflict that they can then, you know, swoop in and get that money basically. So,
1: and then it kind of holds over into the Cold War. It's like the Cold War never ended.
0: Yeah, even like all
1: the way to like
0: Guns of the Patriots, like you're in Afghanistan, like it's all echoes of the Cold War and the US Russia conflict basically throughout all these games.
2: Yeah, this is kind of helping me. Um, you know, when I played. Metal Gear Solid 5 I didn't really understand what was going on at all but reading uh Colin's notes that he provided and uh just kind of learning a little more about the beginnings of the game like it's helping me understand like what's actually happening in Metal Gear Solid 5
0: yeah and maybe now is a good time to take a quick break and we'll come back and we'll talk the phantom pain the next game chronologically in the Metal Gear Saga
1: We're back. We're talking Metal Gear. We're jumping from game three to game five. Is that is that Metal Gear Phantom Pain, Mike? Is that number five?
0: Yeah, that's correct. And I, I did not uh, forget to mention, I want to shout out the name of every Metal Gear. So in Metal Gear 3, we're dealing with the ShagoHod, which is a giant tank that can shoot nukes. So it doesn't. it's not bipedal. It's just a big-ass It's big not ass a Metal Gear, quote-unquote. No, no, no. It's the ShagoHod. So anyway, yeah, this is the Phantom Pain number five. This is the last one released, the last one that <laughs> kojima made with Kodami before he departed uh the company on not so
1: good terms um this is the one that jacob has played now jacob you just right. said that you yeah. didn't really understand the plot of it is that because you were looking at your partner's silence the entire time
2: <laughs> yeah no that's the knockoff um, version
0: justify <laughs>
1: that character to me guys I absolutely can. Does anyone else want to pick How a stab of justifying quiet? <laughs> of why she's quiet, I'm sorry, not silence, you're right, quiet. Of why she looks like that, why she's in
2: skimpy clothes the entire time. But she's really good at sniping, so it's okay. Because there's a virus
0: and she has to breathe through her skin.
2: Yeah. Obviously, Colin. <laughs> <laughs> Here's okay. the
0: thing I need to I need to frame this, right? Kojima, right? He's like a crazy genius guy. But all of his games have like this weird sexual nature, but then For every, like, why is she dressed like that, we get a character like Eva or the boss who's just, like, this completely badass, like, lady. Even in Guns of the Patriots, all the main villains are these badass ladies. Metal Gear Solid, you get Sniper Wolf, so. And Quiet ends up being, like, the hero of Metal Gear 5 and, like, makes the ultimate sacrifice. So, yeah, she looks weird, but, like, she's a fully realized badass character and I'm, it's just I'm gonna tell like her Kojima-ism. you know she's
1: on my body pillow I'll tell her that next time I'm, yeah, and I'm going to bed
0: <laughs> yeah like she's actually like a really important pivotal character yeah it's weird but that's just a Kojima ism I mean even in police knots there was weird just weird Kojima-y like sexual stuff and it's just one of the things he does right and you just have to kind of accept that
2: going in uh well yeah this is the one I'm most familiar with and uh when I found out that uh, just recently that this takes place kind of early on in the whole chronologically mm-hmm. of all the, the games, it made a lot more sense to me. Um, Cause I, I, I mean, when I first, when I first played it, I didn't understand the the cutscenes or what's going on. And like, I didn't even realize that that's not solid snake when I first played it. And I was like, okay, um, it's a little confusing. It's not even big boss. <laughs> no, it's like, A clone of him? I don't know. um, I'll explain it. He's got a horn. He's got like a piece of shrapnel in his head that looks like a horn. Um, Who knows? But what I liked about it was um, the, I mean, the story, even if you don't understand it, it's it's so ambitious. Like Hideo Kojima's stories are always so ambitious that they're just interesting, even if you don't entirely know what's going on. I like the David Bowie references, you know, like Diamond oh, Dogs, The Man, man who, who Sold, sold the, the World. world. Yeah. Cool. And this one's um, pretty
1: open-worldy, right, Jacob? It's This like one's a very open-worldy. Swath. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Which I guess they started with, you know, Snake Eater had some open world where you go through the yeah. jungle and you can do different things. This one's very open world and it's this is a very modern game compared to the, the other, well, it's just a different style, but, um, basically well, right, you're it's in, a
1: horse. It's a very modern game. Yeah. You, can have, run, horse. Of the Wild. you can have every a, video game where you're just riding horses.
2: Yeah. But it's a, can it's it? a robotic horse and you got a robotic oh, sidekick do dog. Know. Um, <laughs> yeah, you're basically, you're in Afghanistan during the cold war, I believe like in the seventies and you know, you're doing different things, but the amount of different things that you can do is, is pretty mind boggling.
3: Yeah, and Andy, have you played this one? Um, I played it. I never finished it. Um, they actually implemented, in the later Metal Gear games, they started to implement different aspects of gameplay that I was a lot less interested in, um, hmm. specifically like, uh, I don't remember what it's called in the game, but where you like balloon up somebody. Oh, the Fulton, you, the Fulton. Oh, yeah. yeah. That really yeah, Fulton extraction. is like the opposite of what I enjoy in a Metal Gear game. I'm a body hider. I enjoy ah. hiding bodies. <laughs> I love ah, yeah. that's my favorite part of the game. So cool. Where can I hide these bodies? Maybe that makes me crazy. that <laughs> my real life. You've got this all <laughs> on audio recording. <laughs> yeah, I, I love that. hiding bodies. And
0: your full name? <laughs> Weirdly, yeah, I had a conversation there. I'm like, who who do I know that would be most likely a serial killer? I think now I know. Um, <laughs> and Andy, that <laughs> one's more shoot 'em up.
1: It's not sneak sneak.
2: Yeah, well, it can sneak,
1: be. It's both.
0: Well, that's
2: the thing that I like about it is that there's multiple ways to approach every mission. So you can go in guns blazing if you want. You can sneak around. Um, but it's less like like some of the older games. There's a lot of hallways and sneaking around in hallways, hiding in lockers and stuff. This one, it's all out in the open. So you're like you know, going through Afghanistan, but then you go to the, the missions, you can do stealth if you want. I, I like to do stealth and I use the the um, tranquilizer gun a lot.
0: Yeah. My my take on Metal Gear five is, you know, with it increased breadth, like, you know, you get a decreased depth and like a decrease in focus. So you could play for two hundred hours, but you're not really focusing on the story. And Metal Gear to me has always been story driven, kind of based on the main characters and their interactions. So I think they executed the open world well, but to me, that's not my metal game. Right? But yeah, that's, that's why, the thing. Mike, is, are is, you a like stealth it. guy? Oh man, I I beat most of these games on uh, the big boss extreme difficulty with zero kills, zero detection.
2: Nice. Damn! Yeah, Mike. So, that's a, the thing <laughs> in is in that four uh, hours. Um, you know, I didn't. I wasn't really paying attention to the story at all, but I still enjoyed the game because I like the the game mechanics of it. So I understand that someone who, yeah, who doesn't, who cares more about the story would not like it so much because it doesn't seem as good as some of the earlier games. Can I ask, would this one, Phantom Pain, be the one for
1: me as the guy who doesn't like the Tom Clancy, the Assassin's Creed's? I'm not really a stealth game guy. Since you can, it seems more open world, more pow, 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 more guns ablaze. Well, I
2: think the stealth is actually pretty good in this game, but you can definitely approach it in a different way. And the thing about the Fultoning, like Andy was mentioning, it's actually pretty cool because you have this home base, and then when you Fulton different guys, basically you can tranquilize them and then put a balloon on their body, send them up to get sky hooked or whatever, then they get sent back to your, your home base and they, they become, they work for you and they become part of your crew. <laughs> That's not so how the world So basically
0: you're kidnapping soldiers and then giving them, hey, you can either get <laughs> yeah. killed or join me. <laughs> you're uh, my maid. I think, yeah. I think this is a good point to jump in on basically the storyline of Phantom Pain. Is in uh, his efforts to create a sanctuary for soldiers, Big Boss has set up a mother base. And this is like an offshore, you know, giant oil rig thing. You build it throughout the game. And yeah, he's like building his army of like elite soldiers. So in this game, you're going in and extracting like you can use your binoculars and identify high value soldiers with good skills. And then you bring them to your base. Some of them are good at engineering. Some of them are good at shooting. Right. And the more of those guys you get, the more you can build mother base out. Um, But then you're being kind of set against this group xof and they also deal with the skulls is kind of your main villain faction here and then you're dealing with man on fire uh who is a guy who's on fire uh and he's actually the electricity guy from the previous game from metal gear solid 3 so there's a tie in there but again it's
1: all russian funded or misdirected political well now we're
0: getting to where people who had access to part of the philosopher's legacy are now splintering. So there's like a sub faction. And now that faction is splintered. So it's I like don't we even have, need
1: a government affiliation. I can just mercenary, blah, blah, blah.
0: Yeah. That's so that's kind of what, what's going on here. Um, you meet characters like quiet. The third child is actually in metal gear solid. So is Eli, AKA white Mamba, AKA liquid snake is in this game. Um, so there's tie-ins to metal gear solid and snake eater, uh, so it's kind of the connective tissue, and it also ties into the original Metal Gear um, on MSX. So,
2: but the other cool yeah. thing about the mother base is that it's actually like huge, and you can walk around it, and you can drive around it actually in a little jeep. And mm-hmm. um, as you build it out, you can go to the new sections of it, and it does a lot of the same cool things like Snake Eater, where like you know if you don't if you're out for a long time on a mission and you come back, there'll be a little cutscene that's like oh. Boss, you stink. You gotta take a shower. Um. <laughs> oh, yeah! And there's a secret cutscene where if you wait long enough, yeah, the like quiet is involved
0: in a little cutscene. Yeah, scene that <laughs> put oh. in
1: for no reason. Now let yeah. me ask. So Phantom Pain, this game, this is the most recent Metal Gear game that we have gotten correct. Probably the last one. Mm, Potent- other than the, so the that's zombie sort one of what I wanted to ask. About. Ah, gotcha. Mm. So obviously Kojima has split. He has started Kojima Productions. Death Stranding being the first achievement of that. Konami. Do they have the rights for Metal Gear going forward?
2: Okay, so interesting. Yeah, they made that zombie game that got really bad uh, reviews. Yeah, that Kojima was not involved with. um, That yeah, it was really bad. I think
1: it featured all your favorite characters, though. No,
0: it was like you're just a generic soldier in a infinite like survival
1: like horde of zombie game is really really so phantom pain as the last one then and as the last successor of the will of uh of uh Kojima. kojima um does it have all the staples can you are you in a box does a red exclamation mark go over your head are you having the weird little wireless phone calls you know where the mouths are moving
0: that's all there but my hot take is this is probably like my least favorite metal gear game oh
3: yeah i agree with that actually i mean i'm a simple man I want to put some footsteps in the snow. I want the enemy to follow them back and then take them down. I want to smoke my cigar, buy some security beams, find out what's going on there. You know, yep. I, I don't need. I love that. I don't need to build out the whole. Um, I don't. I don't need to be converting enemies to my cause. <laughs> it's the weirdest version of like um, Harvest Valley. You know, or
0: like a slow life, yeah. like Animal Crossing. Like you can make a zoo. Like if you fault and extract, like a goat, then you have goats right. on your base in a little enclosure. Which like, I think is why so weird. bizarre. Which is
2: I think is why I like that game as opposed to like because I'm not the typical Metal Gear fan. I didn't play mm-hmm. the old games, but I am a fan of those kind of games. So that's that, the game for the normies. You are a yeah. zoo builder. I definitely know that about But it is funny no, when yeah. you, you know they add the cardboard boxes. So it's just like yeah, if you want to hide, you're in the middle of the desert and you put a cardboard box down. And then all of a sudden, the people that are looking for you are like, Somebody just
1: had a TV in the (laughs) desert, Jacob, and they left that box
2: there. Yeah, Yeah,
3: 1984 uh, Afghanistan. If I can just Um, comment real quick on the box system, what started to frustrate me in the Metal Gear games is when it went from a cardboard box cut, uh, cover as a cover, and no one will notice you. To you have to have the right cardboard box for this level of the base. And suddenly, I'm walking around with too many cardboard boxes, and <laughs> somebody knows <it's> like <laughs> Tom's Fruits wouldn't little, be on this level, yeah, and then it's you a get little, caught. I, mean, I get that they're going for the detail, but. You know, and then like again
0: with the weird Kojima sexy stuff is like you can get a box that you put a full size poster of a sexy lady, and then if you stand (laughs) up, you know the guy will be like, "Whoa!" And then you can like take him out. It's like really, really weird. Yeah. Um, But that's Kojima. Um, I guess to wrap through run through the plot on this, I think this has the weakest rogues gallery. Like Man on Fire is just a dude on fire. Like. The skulls are just four troops like they're not like as unique as something like the pain, the fury, the sorrow or even the Metal Gear Solid bosses. So bad rogues gallery. But the philanthropist is the Metal Gear. It's like a, the, the first one. It's gigantic, bipedal. It's almost like a Gundam, but it has a giant gun dick, which is also a weird. Kojima. <laughs> <thing>. yeah. cool. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, and that's being piloted by the
1: third child. Who if was I got shot by a nuke, yeah. Mike, if I, if a nuke hit me head on that got blasted off of a robot's dick as it was looking at me and it just fucking hit me in the chest and I exploded, that'd be the best way to go out, man. <laughs> 10 out of 10 on GameSpot. <laughs> I wonder if the, uh,
2: the third child, is that a reference to Neon Genesis, Evangelion? Probably. It absolutely could be because there's, um, there's even a character,
0: Oticon. He was alive during this. He was a child. But his father, Huey Emmerich, was going to make him pilot the satellite. Uh, they made the cockpit too small for an adult. Getting the robot. So it was almost like, <laughs> and he's the scientist with, you know, the glasses. Yeah. Like he was probably going to chingy his son. But then his wife hid him away. He ends up killing his wife. He's a bad dude. Wow. Um, and that's uh, Otacon's dad. Wow. But basically, the end of this, we, we learn that they're trying to... Um, the Skulls and XOF, they're trying to remove the English language. There's a virus. that spreads <laughs> <it>. <laughs> if, I it didn't sound as bad in my head. <laughs> Sorry, um, keep going. Yeah, so there's a virus that will spread and kill you if you speak the English language. Because what the philosophers or the patriots, they change their names so many times. They want to make it so that you can't even talk about them. So like, what's the most common language? English. So you'll hear people gibberishly saying like, lolly, lolly, Like, what does that mean? <laughs> and it's like, you can't even speak their name. So their whole goal is to spread this English language virus around the world. Sure, why not? And that's why, a big brain idea. I fucking love it, guys. That's so unique yeah. and creative. And that's why quiet doesn't speak. Because she has the virus and her original mission is to infiltrate Mother Base and spread the virus, killing Big Boss. But she ends up respecting Big Boss so much that she chooses not to speak until the final moment when he is dying. She has to call in the life support and finally speak English to communicate with the pilot. It's like super awesome how she like knows that she will die wow. if she speaks and she does it to save the Big Boss and then goes into exile we don't know if she's alive or dead the game booklet says she's Probably dead never see her again never see her again and she you know made the ultimate sacrifice wow. to save big boss well i did
2: not make it that far that's why i defend her yeah i didn't make it that far in the story but that sounds awesome um i just think you know for normies that don't that aren't super into metal gear i think that's it's a fun game to get into there's a lot to do um you can play it for hours and hours. and And, um, there's just a lot of, a lot to do in that game. So check it out. It's very creative. Let me just say, as the normie
1: here, Mm -hmm. the biggest hurdle is going to be this, this story. Like, it seems like when you guys are just sitting down playing it, it's pretty simple. It's pretty easy, but just the denseness of everything you guys just gave me, that's got to be condensed for sure.
0: Everybody's interconnected. It's crazy. Um, and the big twist at the end of this one, you're not even playing is big boss, you think you were because you wake up in a hospital. The game opens with a create a character screen, but then you're just playing as Big Boss. It turns out you were surgically changed to look like Big Boss, and you are just a clone. Well, not a clone. You're a regular soldier who was surgically changed, and your code name is Venom Snake. So you've been enacting the Big Boss's will by creating the mother base and bringing in all these soldiers because you thought you were him, but you find out that you weren't. But together with the real him, you created wow, his weird. legacy. <laughs> so it kind of echoes Battle Gear Solid 3, where, you know, the boss, the lady that you have to kill, she sacrificed herself, and her legacy is that she is a traitor because that's how history has written it. And then Snake is the hero. So nobody knows about her epic deeds. Same thing with Venom Snake. Everything that he does gets credited to Big Boss, you know, because it's one legacy with two guys. So it's like, you, you, what you do is not necessarily the legacy you leave, um, I guess. And that's Kojima's thing, mm. right? Mm-hmm. I think it's really commenting on <laughs> mm-hmm. him and Konami. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so Venom Snake is going to come up uh, in the next game, which is technically the first release uh, in the Metal Gear franchise. So I guess we'll take another break, and we'll speed through kind of the 16-bit era, I think. They're a little bit tighter. Let's so. it. Catch you on the next side.
1: We're back. We're talking Metal Gear. Uh, I just got this little phone call. Beep, 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 beep. Uh, I'm not going to answer it. But instead, we're going to talk about the 16-bit area of the games. This is, again, the original, but what we've found out timeline-wise comes
3: much later.
0: Yeah, it's essentially the third in the chronology. Andy, do you have any experience with these? Have you played these at all?
3: Um, yeah, I played the original Metal Gear game. Um, I... Was a child, a small child, so I don't actually remember the plot mm. as much as the the mechanics of the game. I think I got it in like 1992, 93 when I was six years old, maybe six or seven, probably too young for a a tactical game. Um, these are the ones confused. that i was
1: watching on the youtube the for the links that we sent out guys and i gotta say these are the ones that i was super interested in just from the looks of it you know the the modern ones that's cool and stuff but i love the retro game feel and so to see games that i missed that are a little more mature versions of games that i like that weird top-down level moving you know sort of a zelda or like the old goof troop game if you remember that too like i, I want to play original metal gear now oh yeah
3: yeah it's just like the goof troop game <laughs> It's very, very similar. I'm sure that's
1: what Kojima said. I want to make a game like the Goof Troop game. You see, Snake is goofy. Um, <laughs> yeah, so
0: Metal Gear, uh, originally MSX released, like I said, it was made because they wanted to do an action game, but the hardware didn't really work, and now we have a whole genre. Uh, the main bad guys here are, they're in outer heaven, so after, in The Phantom Pain, the the disease gets mutated by Huey and everybody on Mother Base starts dying. So Snake has to murder all of his troops that he'd been collecting. So he's like, fuck, no. man. And then they exile Huey. So then, Even the goats? Yeah. Not, I don't know about the goats. They don't speak English. So they're okay. So he has to restart <laughs> everything. And he creates what's called Outer Heaven. And that's like another soldier's sanctuary. So essentially, you're, you're going into Outer Heaven. And your bosses are not so good in this one either. They're called Shoot Gunner. Machine gun kid, guess what he does? Fire trooper. There's Arnold, which are two robotic soldiers. I think they're like supposed to be Terminators. Um, and then Coward Duck. And finally, you fight Big Boss, and then the first thing called a Metal Gear, which is where the title came from.
1: Wow. Uh, machine gun kid, my cover, machine gun Kelly band, of course. Yeah, yeah. I, I like
0: coward duck a lot. He's like Australian, and then like he hides behind four hostages and throws boomerangs at you. And so you have to like uh, get cool. him without getting the hostages. Um, but the quick way to get through this, um, at the end of this, you you you're sent in. You are solid snake for the first time, and you are a rookie member of, I believe it's Foxhound at this point. And they, it's crazy. So you're sent in to kind of discover what's going on with Metal Gear and destroy it because they've created a mobile nuclear platform and that is not good. So you get in, um, you find Metal Gear, destroy it, but then in the end, you're confronted by Big Boss. And then when you defeat Big Boss, you're like, oh, sweet, I did it. And the game ends. However, when we go to Metal Gear Solid or Metal Gear 2 Solid Snake, we learn that that was not Big Boss. That was Venom Snake, who you played as in The Phantom Pain.
1: Oh, Mike, I'm so confused. (laughs)
3: Everyone following this plot? Right, so So
1: the the most recent game Mm -hmm. that came out for the PlayStation, not the zombie one, that everybody fell in love with, that was the biggest success of Metal Gear for the Normies, I would say. You're telling me the person you're playing as is the bad guy in the little 16-bit version? That's incredible. Yeah, the guy who's
0: fultoning goats and creating a little zoo and hanging out with Quiet in the shower is the first boss of the first Metal Gear game, or the final boss of the first
2: game. Yeah, that's what surprised me yeah. when I found out. Um, so retconned
0: <laughs> a plenty because everything's jumping around. Like, who the fuck? It's really who, cool, though.
2: It, at the end, it's just a
0: contrivance. Like, oh, it was a body double. So all Phantom Pain did was, like, explain the backstory
1: of that body double. That's all that game of a is. medical procedure. It's like, well, then he got surgery. Yeah, <laughs> and then he
0: just lived the legacy of Big Boss because, you know, he figured, yep, the soldier's dream is good. Uh, so he, which, again, echoes, you know, Big Boss left the military because his leader was used as a tool for, you know, his superior's gain. Meanwhile, he uses his own best soldier as a tool for his own gain. Right. So he's becoming the villain um, throughout kind of the series, um, which I find interesting. Um, Metal Gear Solid 2
3: is Solid Snake. It's set in Zanzibar land. Uh, Andy, have you played this one at all? Uh, No, I actually missed two. I think I had some like system difficulties. Mm. Yeah, I I Um, just played the emulators like later, but I didn't beat it. I played it, but I've seen
0: cutscenes and done my research. But uh, this one has uh, Black Ninja, which is a cyborg ninja because apparently NASA thought we would be fighting enemies in space. So we needed like space ninjas. And that's where that technology came from. And they stole it. Uh, Running Man, I, I guess he runs. Red Blaster throws grenades. The four horsemen are interesting because they jump you in an elevator, which comes back in Metal Gear Solid. Like, it's like a set piece kind of battle that's in every Metal Gear game um, that came from there. There's Jungle Evil, who's kind of like the Predator uh, reference. He like pops out of the bushes. Um, Night Fright, don't know what he does. Gray Fox actually makes an appearance. Um, piloting Metal Gear, you fight Big Boss, the real one, and then Metal Gear D, they've built a second one. So... Um, the big notable is you fight Gray Fox on a minefield, and then he comes back in the next game, Metal Gear Solid, as a very, very iconic character, and you actually kill Big Boss for real, uh, but the government recovers his corpse. So
1: and I'll say the only reason that I knew to throw out the name Gray Fox earlier, obviously, an assist trophy in Super Smash Bros. By the time Snake got introduced in that series,
0: yeah. Um, so that's kind of where these are. Like you go to Zanzibar land, you fight the guys, you defeat the Metal Gear. I mean, there's, there's a base structure of these things. But the big revelation is that, okay, you do defeat Big Boss and the government recovers his corpse, which kind of sets up, you know, the big, you know, Metal Gear Solid, you know, the grand magnum opus, maybe. Some would consider, or the introduction to stealth gameplay. So I guess we could talk about that right now. Andy, uh, Metal Gear Solid, uh, thoughts, general
3: uh, loved it. Um, it was a big reason I upgraded uh, my gaming systems as a kid. Um, it was, I believe, is that also the game that had the like uh, numerous, countless like VR missions that you could do as well? That
0: was a separate game. They had some VR missions in it for tutorials, but they released VR missions as a standalone, which I also wow.
3: 110%ed. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I want to I shout out that game just real quick, just because I spent hours and hours playing it as a kid. That's the game I was playing as Y2K was coming. I'm like, if
0: I'm going out, I'm going out playing <laughs> VR missions. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, that's a great game. And it's just like all these simulations, you end up fighting like a 50 foot tall guard. It's the first game where you can play as the ninja from Metal Gear um if you 100% the game there's missions But hold on you guys are playing.
1: saying VR this is on the PlayStation it's not actual virtual no, reality it's like
0: military yeah, okay. simulations for a snake to go through and do weapons training
3: Yeah it's essentially like a, an easy way to make a game because you just make a bunch of strategic levels but you don't have to feel, worry about texturizing there's no things No it's at all green He's
0: outlines yeah like cute. it's no textures Oh uh, sure <laughs> Yeah it's actually pretty pretty smart actually but yeah. let's talk the actual metal gear uh solid um most people's introduction to Solid Snake, but we know this is his third outing. Again, uh, Shadow Moses Island has been taken over by, the, call themselves the Sons of Big Boss. Uh, Liquid Snake is there. This is a great rogues gallery with uh, Vulcan Raven, Revolver Ocelot is back, Sniper Wolf, Psycho Mantis, Gray Fox, Decoy Octopus, Liquid Snake, as I said. And the, my favorite Metal Gear, Metal Gear Rex, um, yes. which is a very epic design uh you it's a big dinosaur bait the king yes the uh game opens with you infiltrating through the water you know it's like a scuba underwater scene which is how i think how they did it in metal gear two solid Snake. so they're like okay we'll just do the water again um same thing you got to fight through it there's twists and turns um
1: and then destroy the metal gear but but mike this is the iconic unplug replug in your controller game
0: yeah colin like you were saying like with the unplug the controller, like. This is where Kojima, like, I think first blew people's minds because the amount of fourth wall breaks and innovations in this, it's like the first super epic, like cinematic style game where like there's epic, excuse me, cutscenes, choreographies. And then there is that moment where you fight Psycho Mantis who was in the Phantom Pain as the third child. He actually saves Eli who is Liquid Snake from dying. They float away to safety and Liquid Snake is the main bad. So they kind of grouped up here with Ocelot, but... He is like reading your memory card and saying, you like Konami games and saying, put the controller on the floor and I'll move it with my mind. And he uses a dual shock to, you know, and even vibrate it up. Yeah, it's crazy. And like he's reading the inputs of the controller. So the only way to defeat him is to plug the controller into the second slot or an easy way to defeat him. And he's like, I can't read your mind. It's so crazy in fourth wall breaking. There's even moments when your screen goes dark and where it would say video one. It says
1: Hideo 1 in the green wow. <laughs> So, like, Was this a 2 discer or was it just a one-disc? It one was two disc? discs. Yeah, it, it was a two-disc. That's what I thought. I, I have this iconic memory of going to Blockbuster and seeing, you know, not the mega Final Fantasy 7 where it was the three and the gigantic jewel case. Final but Fantasy the, 8 the, was four. Oh, my God. Or, but many, just that, that thicker metal gear where I was like, wow, that just looks so intimidating with the two. Yeah, yeah, I think it splits after the Sniper-Wolf fight, but um, some of the other fourth wall
0: breaks, it's like, they're literally telling you, like, you have to check the back of the CD case for the code to call Meryl, and it's like, if you rented it, you didn't have the CD case. No, <laughs> mom! <laughs> you pull yeah. Out your strategy guide. And in Metal Gear Solid 2, they started this as well, or Metal Gear 2, because he's like, that's the MXS, that's the number one selling home computer system. <laughs> like, like, they're already kind of referencing, like, the real world. Um, but yeah, this story is like super epic. I love like the amount of innovations they do here. Like when you're fighting the helicopter, the Hind D, they're like, you should be able to use your stereo television to hear where it's coming. And then they're like, oh, but he's got a mono TV. And then everybody on your comms, is like, oh, dude, you know what? There's more to being a good person than having a stereo TV. And I'm not sh- That's what they say. And they're like, you
1: could do it with a mono TV just as you are. And I'm like, this game is weird, man. That's funny. <laughs> Um, and this is where we're getting it, Mike. This is where you would say, once again, I know you said this is where people were playing the game the most, but this yeah. is the normies. We're getting the boxes. We're getting our iconic look of what we sort of know Snake to look like. The bandana, the little gray suit. The
0: exclamation point, you know, yeah. all that mm-hmm. stuff. Um, the cyborg ninja comes back. That's that's Gray Fox. He's super epic. Uh, one of my favorite characters. We- Get
1: a movie, this is the game they'll adapt, or dot dot dot, they'll just kind of try to roll it all together. You would think that this has like got the sweet spot. I would prefer
0: Snake Eater, but um it is like probably the most iconic one. And we were talking on Resident Evil how good that remake was, and there was a GameCube release of this game called The Twin Snakes, which I think is probably one of the best remasters of any wow. video game ever. Um the cutscenes are just way more epic. Uh It's got first-person mode where you can zoom down. It's just a lot cleaner. So if you're going to play this, play the Twin Snakes version. I think it's been ported a couple times. Uh, But the big reveal here is uh, in Phantom Pain, you're working with Kazuhira Miller. Like Miller is like your partner. So in this game, and even in the other Metal Gear um, with Solid Snake, Miller has been your master or your, your mentor. But in this game, Liquid Snake has been posing as Miller. So he's like tricking you into basically activating Metal Gear. Like you think you're going to deactivate it, but what you're doing is unlocking the key for him. So Liquid Snake is your twin cloned brother. He thinks he's the inferior clone. And then you end up fighting him after he you know, activates Metal Gear, you defeat that. And it turns out that you both have a disease in your blood called Fox Die, which is for the clones of Snake. It's like a way to control them. So Snake was injected with it by gray fox's sister because she wanted revenge and the whole point was not to have him kill metal gear apparently it was just have him get in there to infect liquid snake so that both clones will die wow you're Um, losing me yeah i'm telling you it's (laughs) fucking weird but uh you know the big set piece battles like the fight with the ninja the fight with revolver ocelot and he's ricocheting bullets around a guy who has c4 strapped to him in the center of a room like Vulcan Raven. The boss fights are just so good. It's like my favorite in the series, maybe besides three.
1: Just again, as a normie, I want to ask you guys, because a meme I see a lot for this series, somebody we haven't even referenced yet, is Raiden. You know, again, even as somebody who doesn't know anything about the series, I've seen people yep. be like, well, oh, I hate the games where you have to play as Raiden, or oh God, I want to be snake, not Raiden. So what what is his relationship to all this?
0: Well, that will be coming up
1: next, right after. This. <laughs> Let's hit it. We're back. We're talking Metal Gear. We're going to take a shift, talk about maybe a different lead of the series. We're going to be talking Raiden's role in Metal Gear.
0: Raiden? Raiden? I don't know. Uh, yeah, This. Uh, so after Metal Gear, you blow up the Metal Gear. Big shocker. And then we're going to the Sons of Liberty, which is another faction <laughs> calling themselves the Sons of Liberty. It gets weird. But there's now a new Metal Gear design to combat Metal Gears that the U.S. government has made. You know, with the technology they got from Shadow Moses... So Snake, again, has started a new thing called Philanthropy with just Otacon, which is, you know, Huey's son. And their whole thing is just to destroy Metal Gears, just the two of them. I don't know where they get the money. That's all they want to do. Snake goes in, but as soon as he gets there, Ocelot shows up with uh, Liquid Snake's, Snake's arm attached to his because he got his arm cut off by the ninja in the last game, and then he put Liquid Snake's arm on his and now he's being taken over by liquid snakes personality pretty
2: that makes sense. makes sense that's what happens when you have another person's well, have arm, you ever heard that
0: where like somebody's personality will change when they get like a blood transfusion or something like that or an organ <laughs> transplant
1: who knows uh, i haven't <laughs> anyway
0: it's very weird Mike
1: trying to make excuses for cheating down the line oh baby but i got somebody else's lung yeah now. yeah um,
0: <laughs> a bad guy uh so, you know, th- you think you're playing Solid Snake, and then about 25% of the way through, they pull the old switcheroo, and surprise, you're playing as a brand new character, Raiden, and people were
3: not very pleased about this. Did you play this game, Andy? Uh, Yeah, I, I played it about until um, you switched to Raiden, um, actually. I don't know. Perfect. To me, Metal Gear is, you know, whatever version of Snake you're playing as, you're, you're playing a Snake. Mm-hmm. That's iconic. It's, it's like playing a a Mario game, and then suddenly... You're toad for the rest of the game. And <laughs> right. that's just the way it's going to be. If he took his head uh, off
1: and he was toad, yeah, It's just, like, it's oh, like damn kinda, it.
3: it. I don't know. To me, it takes away from the, the charm of the games. You really want to get behind the the hero of the series. And Raiden just didn't do it for me. It's like a like a pretty, pretty boy.
0: Yeah. And this is a very meta one. And this game has Dead Cell as your enemies. So you have Olga, who is another robot ninja. There's Fat Man who rollerblades around and throws grenades at you. Uh, Fortune has like a railgun and she's very lucky. And then there's the creatively named Vamp who, guess what? He's a vampire.
3: Um. (laughs) Yeah, on that, I just want to mention, you know, for the depth and the complications of the plots of these games... It, it always kind of feels like they spent maybe 10 minutes max naming the bad guys. <laughs> it's a real so yeah. art. Vamp. It's like,
0: if you have someone like, like sniper wolf is a very cool and evocative name, but then you get like shoot blaster. <laughs> yeah. you know? or yeah. just vamp, like yeah. Well,
1: it's always just an animal with an adverb. It's solid snake. It's ocelot revolver. And well, that
0: started with coward duck. Like the first one to have that convention was a really <laughs> shitty entry.
1: Like,
3: I love you, coward. duck yeah, I like
0: to think coward the duck. Coward the duck. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure. My favorite movie. <laughs> this is probably my like second like least favorite rogues gallery after the Phantom Pain. I think it's pretty weak. Uh, but you do fight Solidus Snake, who is the secret third clone. Of Big Boss. He's the perfect clone of Big Boss. And guess what? He was also the U.S. president.
2: <laughs> of course. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think about that, Jake? I'm blowing oh, your mind. Oh, <laughs> Mike. I mean, doesn't surprise me.
0: Because cause the philosophers and the philanthropists and whatever, you know, they were pulling the strings the whole time. I, I'll be honest sure. with you. You
1: say perfect clone. I wouldn't be shocked if Donald Trump was a failing clone <laughs> of somebody who just like mutated. Yeah, somebody's got to get the fox die uh,
0: into him. But uh, yeah, they switch. You're on the big shell, which is like the new base and... um. It's you play as Riding, and then you do meet Snake. Snake's in this game, but he's undercover with SEAL Team Ten, and he calls himself Iroquois Pliskin. Yeah, for even more con- confusion, if you were looking for that. Yeah, game. so we have uh, Naked Snake, Venom Snake, Solid Snake, Liquid Snake, Iroquois Pliskin. <laughs> you know, it's that's <laughs>
1: But the obvious reference there, the Pliskin part of it, we get him coming Snake through Plissken. with Snake Pliskin, Escape from New York, mm-hmm. the eye patch. Obviously, you're seeing things Hideo Kojima was like, I love this stuff. Let me just put it in this game. Exactly.
0: Yeah,
2: I'm sure Kojima is probably a, a pretty big John Carpenter fan. Yeah. He, uh, crazy scores. Yeah.
0: Yeah. He <laughs> loves all that stuff. Um, and even like uh, Hal Emmerich, you know, Otacon, cool. right? Yeah. Um, And then David is Solid Snake's real name. So David and Hal is a 2001 Space Odyssey reference. Oh, Oh, yeah. yeah. Get Rex, scrubs. (laughs) Um, So, you know, there's a lot of... It goes deep, but it also gets convoluted because Solid Snake is the third secret clone and he's also the president. And then you have to kill him in a sword battle in Manhattan. Uh,
1: that's exactly how as trump's gonna die <laughs> right
0: so that's i challenge you to combat and that's sons of liberty but what's interesting about this is it becomes very meta because like as you're going through it as Ryden, the people on your comms are like "Ryden, turn off the game console you've been playing for too long don't worry it's just a game and then at the end you don't know like whether the entire game that you played was a simulation for Ryden to train or if those events really happened they just kind of leave oh, it up wow. in the air. I like that a lot. And then he basically unplugs and he's like, I'm going to create my own destiny and like not be controlled. Right. So it's like he's literally the player avatar. And then you don't know, like, does this matter or not? Like, that's Kojima being meta again. So that's one of the good points about it. But it's still my second least favorite Metal Gear game. Um, that matters. Huh. Uh, which leads us to what is really and was really at the time of release the conclusion to the metal gear story that's uh guns of the patriots metal gear solid 4 um this one features again a new name
3: uh old snake is that right andy did you play this one uh yeah yeah um yeah it's it's kind of a it's a strange plot i believe it is old snake um I mean, he's like rapidly aging, um, you know, well before his time. Much uh, like Star Wars, the
0: clones have an increased aging rate. I think the fox die kicks that in. So he'll die soon. So he's, he looks as old as, uh, as Obi-Wan Kenobi does in the 20-year big time boss. Course, man.
3: Yeah. Yeah, that's, you know, that's just standard clone behavior. I think as we all know from the clones we met in our real lives, they that's all right. die, you know, prematurely. Yeah, yeah, I mean, that's the
0: advantage. They can age quick and then you move on to the next one. But, yeah, we got Old Snake. He's really sick uh, and dying because of the fox dye disease. So the idea is, all right, well, he will he dies like by the time he's 40. So that the super soldier is gone. We don't have to worry about him. Uh, again, Liquid Ocelot now because Liquid Snake and Ocelot f- fuse their arm together. They're uh, <laughs> whatever. Now we're in a world, this is kind of in the future, where private military companies have taken over almost so where it's it's not about nations fighting nations it's about military corporations fighting other military corporations like militaries have gotten so out of control
1: now oh no snake works for mcdonald's
0: basically well it's like something like imagine if you know blackwater or you know these other mercenary groups that get hired to like protect cartel leaders and shit like what if that was like a world power like its own nation which is what big boss wanted a nation for soldiers and that's kind of what ends up being created by liquid ocelot But we got to take that down because it's getting ridiculous. Their whole goal is to have nukes so they can stand on the nuclear stage and they can't get pushed around by any any other countries. So you're infiltrating into, again, stop Liquid Ocelot, Liquid, your twin, you know, your biggest rival. And that's pretty much the main plot. This has some open world elements. Wow. yeah, Really advanced. What a crazy
1: plot, dude. Metal Gear, baby,
3: and I'm sure I got a lot wrong. It's it's so hard. <laughs> hey, lovers, not experts. I appreciate just the walkthrough on that. Man, I still don't really understand the plot any more than I did coming. <laughs> in.
1: That's how I thought. <laughs> but, but once again, the main thing is, guys, and you two would would say this or at least testify to it that uh, when you're playing these games, none of that matters. You're very in it in the moment.
3: Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, th- there's certainly the bigger picture story and. I don't think anyone will criticize the Metal Gear series and say that there's not enough story there because, as we all know from their extended uh, cutscenes, there's certainly a lot that they want to get into. And this game Um, uh, has
0: two Guinness World Records for both the longest sequence of cutscenes in a video game and the longest
1: single cutscene in a video game. Wow, so you're telling me one will end and it will just start up another one even. Yeah, uh,
0: there's 71 minutes of cutscenes at the end of the game.
1: You son Non-stop. of a bitch! Guys, I
3: think this is a record. I think this is a record we can break. Let's let's, <laughs> let's try it. It's cool. <laughs> gonna be our next <laughs> break. And
1: then you make a video game that's just somebody walking through a hallway, a seventy-five minute video, and then them just winning. <laughs> oh, they
0: have that in this game too. A very long hallway thing. I'll tell you about it later. Agreed. Oh, um, there's eight hours of cutscenes in this game alone. So I don't know what the total is for the whole series, but I like you want a movie. You have like six of them in each game.
1: I love anything that screws speedrunners. That's great that you can't just power. Oh, through man. It. Yeah, that's
0: the most if you beat the game once you can. But yeah, it's so you have to have a, a setup. But uh, this it has a good ro- rogues gallery. I like the beauty and the beast core. Um, are you familiar with these guys at all?
3: Uh, I, or girls, I should say. Um, not, I don't
1: know. Oh, oh, oh. I'm thinking there's going to be a Kojima twist. There though. is, so they're, but it's, they're what? They're in Girl Scout uniforms.
3: No, no. Well, they're
1: all uh, modeled
0: after real life supermodels. Um, and they're all kind of being references to the Metal Gear Solid villains. So instead of uh, decoy octopus, we have laughing, laughing octopus. So she has an exoskeleton with like tentacles. We have screaming mantis instead of psycho mantis. But she has like hovering, like technological psychic shit going on. We have Crying Wolf instead of Sniper Wolf and she is in a giant robot wolf with a sniper rifle tail. And that's like the Sniper Wolf fight. Raging Raven flies around like a raven instead of Vulcan Raven with his gun. And so they're all references to the Metal Gear Solid. They look like Claudia Schiffer. They, wow. they, yeah, and they're all like super beautiful you know, women, but then they have these exoskeletons so the beauty and the beast is, is the military side of it, um, which I think is a really cool idea. I actually really like uh, this rogues gallery. And they're not like... Sexualized in a, in any a way like they just they have a pretty face but they're badass military chicks so like it's weird with
3: kojima you can go one way or the other um you're kind of blowing my mind telling me that they were modeled on like like real life supermodels because i guess i never picked up on that i don't know
0: yeah i mean uh, quiet was too she she was modeled on a real person's face like her face exists in in the world out there
1: Given Uh how much we know with Kojima now with the motion capture that he did for Death Stranding, literally Norman Reedus, and I don't know if you guys are familiar with that, but when his character uses the bathroom, you watch commercials for Norman Reedus's AMC motorcycle TV show. Like, I mean, it's all, it's it's crazy. Uh, Do you think if there was (laughs) another Metal Gear game, it would all just be character models? I think probably, because... Uh, He was definitely playing with that. Guillermo del Toro would be in there. I mean, with Conan O'Brien. Yeah, he gets celebrities in there now, guys. And in Phantom Pain, you
0: literally save Kojima, which I think is like you saving him from Konami. That's so cool. (laughs) Yeah, like so he's he's been doing it. Um,
1: it, With his little glasses, and he's just in like a little soldier's outfit, and he's like, Snake, thank God you're here. Yeah, Uh,
0: but to kind of get through this so we can keep this short is – the main plot is you're going after Liquid Ocelot. You fight the Beauty and the Beast core, and they each boss fight is like a super sick set piece. Probably my, it's hard. It's my third favorite because three solid patriots. You know they're all really strong uh, with the rogues gallery, but it culminates with reaching where they're gonna launch the nukes. So you have to crawl through a active nuclear reactor. It's like Chernobyl style. So the cutscene is just pressing crawl, and like you can barely make any progress. Meanwhile, Raiden came back as a super ninja. He's a badass now because everyone hated him. It's a real Last Jedi situation. Okay, let's retcon everything. Make Raiden a fucking cool ninja. You know, (laughs) so that's what they do. Um, So he's fighting things off to buy you time to shut down the nukes, which you do. But now you're radiated. You're going to die soon. And you end up fist fighting Liquid Ocelot on top of Metal Gear the same way you did in Metal Gear Solid. Kind of bringing it back around and you finally uh, defeat the final rival. Stop the nuclear problem. But Snake is now aging so much, um, you know, that he's like, it's it's over. So he ends up going to the graveyard to kind of reflect on the legacy of Big Boss. And he goes to the boss's grave, the lady who died in Metal Gear 3. And while he's there thinking about taking his own life, a helicopter lands. And who gets off of it? But Agent Zero, who started some of the Diamond Dogs, and Big Boss, he is alive. You did not kill him. (laughs) wow and so big boss is old as hell with his eye patch and he comes over snakes mad at him because of all the problems that the legacy of big boss kind of my dad but i'm also you yeah i'm mad and so they start gunfighting like cqc and then they like do some cqc shit and then big boss hugs him and it's like this this bro (laughs) moment where it's like you're my son (laughs) you know and (laughs) And then so major zero is old as fuck in this wheelchair so after the hug he's like yeah You know, this is all bullshit. So he turns off the uh, oxygen for Zero. Big Boss ends up killing Major Zero, who was the last one of the uh, patriots, um, thus ending their legacy and control over the world. Big Boss is then exposed to the fox die virus that Snake has in his blood. Thus, he will die. And then Snake promises, I'm not going to kill myself. I'll live my life with my friends as happy as I can. Because a soldier never knows peace, but Solid Snake is the first soldier to be able to live peacefully in some capacity. And that's all Big Boss ever wanted. It's kind of Darth Vadery. It's kind of, you know, beautiful. He redeems himself at the very, very end, and then his son yeah. goes and parties with Ewoks.
3: <laughs> yeah, it is a, it's a nice <laughs> cavern to the, to the story. Um, I can't say that, like, everything feels like it's building, like, to that no. point. You know what I mean? <laughs> but uh, I think it's, that's a, it's a nice payoff um for for people who have you know dedicated your time to the plot line i think yeah it's a nice it's beautiful yeah you get big boss
0: dying at the grave of the boss who he had to kill reluctantly and i guess the the simplest way to explain the plot which wow metal gear is you have a soldier who's disenfranchised who wants a better world for soldiers however in that effort he becomes a bad warmonger His own son has to then stop him, at which point he realizes, okay, I'm a bad guy. This all needs to end. Let's stop the proliferation. Let's stop the war. And let's just be, right? That's kind of the way I look at it. So it's an anti-war series that loves war and, like, loves the technology and the guns. Um, But I think at the end of the day, yeah, it's anti-conflict and it's anti, you know, like, nations just doing shit without really considering the consequences um and and specifically exploiting soldiers like it's definitely anti soldiers being used as pawns for this bigger game you know with the one percent or the philosophers or whatever you know it's kind of that's the message of metal gear to me so it's crazy series man the president was a secret clone you know there's vampires and octopus people but I think it's great It's Metal Gear And I'm glad we were able To talk about it And hopefully We didn't get the plot Too wrong And well, that's it I think we should uh,
1: I think even Kojima Would be like That's what it's about <laughs> I think that would Put it in a lot of Perspective for him To be like Jesus what did I do Yeah hopefully
0: <laughs> I can, uh, He can listen to this And let us know Right in Please Hideo
1: Alright so we're gonna Head over to the wrap up now Normies follow us We're gonna jump in Our own Metal Gear Launch a nuke And blow this podcast up Let's hit it to the end I can- We're back, Normies. We're talking the wrap-up here on Metal Gear. We're going to do our final thoughts, but of course, because it's Normies Like Us, I just want to mention the two other things we usually cover. Comics. There's an IDW one. Uh, There's a series for basically every video game adaptation. Uh, And then movies. There is a movie in the works. There's been a movie in the works for a long time. (laughs) Is there? That's a great question, There's a director attached. There's a director attached, Jordan Vogt-Roberts, who has such a good working relationship with kojima again he's one of these guys who did motion capture for death stranding he's involved in that world as well do you guys like his work andy did you see king kong skull
3: island yeah i saw king kong skull island i I thought it was pretty good honestly i mean i i at this point i don't really care who's making it i would just like to see a metal gear movie get it out there Um, but i did like the the rumor that lasted a very short period of time that Paul Thomas Anderson was interested in making a metal. What "What could that possibly be? (laughs) That would
2: be awesome. Um, Jordan Vogt Roberts, by the way, Kong Skull Island is good, but also you should check out his first movie. I don't know, it might be his first movie. Kings of Summer um, or Toy House? It kind of had yeah, two different names. The Kings right, of Jacob? Summer, um, big uh, fan favorite of me and friend of the well, podcast, Cole. And, Cole of loves that movie. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's a good movie. It's a little like indie movie about, um, you know, dudes Kings being dudes summer. in the summer. Do you like Skull Island though, Jacob? Uh, yeah, I thought it was pretty good. He could do an okay job. Mike,
1: yeah. do you agree? Kong School Island, have you well, seen? Yeah, as like a Godzilla guy, go back and listen to him. He's
0: like, I like Skull Island a lot because um the characters were fun, but also the action with the monsters was in broad daylight. It's not in the yes. dark, in the rain. Right. Like, yeah. I
1: it's dripping with
2: style, and you gotta
0: have a guy who can do giant shit to have a robot with a gun dick in your
1: movie. So I, I'm looking forward <laughs> to it. Yeah,
2: yeah I think he'll do, do a guys good have job any in the
1: casting. Can yeah. I ask this? So I, I put out a poster with Chris Evans, and he was saying off pod Oscar Isaac,
2: which I think is a fucking yeah. great. Oh, show. Yeah. I love that. Isaac yeah. with an eye patch, and he's expressed interest, I think. And the thing I was gonna say about Jordan Voked Roberts, um, he actually, you know, there's the fans online are very. Um, Particular about how they won You know obviously they don't want the Metal Gear Solid movie to be bad So he actually put out a whole statement Saying guys like relax Like I'm a huge fan of the games Like I'm going to do my best job that I can to like You know, because obviously video game movies don't have the best reputation. So it's just good to know that he's a fan and he's going to, you know, do the best that he can. It's not going to be like a soulless cash grab. The
1: big fear that, you know, with a series that innovates so much, how how do you innovate on the screen? Does a black screen come up that says change real and everybody in the audience go, oh, shit. That's
2: the question is because so much of the games are based on movies. So how do you make a movie that references, you know, that's a that's a game that references movies, right?
1: I don't
0: know how you do... Th- yeah, this- you got to consult the Deadpool writers to break the fourth wall, but at least it's a simple story that can be told in an hour and a half. You know, that's what's... You know- <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, that's what I learned from this podcast. <laughs> so at least that's cut out for them. They don't have to worry about anything confusing the audience, any characters whose backstories need explaining. At least it's pretty straightforward.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I- All right, let's go around the horn here then. Let's do some final thoughts on Metal Gear. Uh, I'll start here. Colin... Um, Again, I didn't play these games. I want to now. I want to check out the older ones uh, specifically, uh, and especially the third one that you guys recommended as well. That sounds just very interesting. I think the biggest hurdle for fans is, do you want to do the stealth stuff? If you do, this is the game for you. Do you want to dive into the mythology? Again, the movie adaptation we're talking about, the comic books, it, it seems like it might be a little too dense to get into that stuff, guys.
3: Yeah, I would say you don't at all have to dive into the mythology. Um, The games, uh, they're going to give you enough backstory, like way more backstory than you ever asked for. I think, Um, and I don't. There's certainly like if you're a a fan of the whole series, you play everything in the series and you start piecing things together. But that's it's totally um, not a necessary part of the game. The games are about, um, I think they're about strategy and they're about being tactical. And, like, having fun. I think that's a big part of the Metal Gear series is it never takes itself too seriously. Um, It's very self-aware. And, uh, yeah, it's just fun, especially 3 with the soundtrack and the mood and everything like that. I think it's a great jumping off point if you want to get into the Metal Gear series. Yeah, I agree with
0: that absolutely. Jacob, what are your final thoughts on...
2: I mean, I think it's, I think it's cool. I think it's interesting. Um, I like, I'm a fan of like convoluted plots and and stuff like that in games. So, um, and in movies and whatnot. Um, so I, I wish I could get into it more. Um, some of the old games, maybe I would have to go back and, and try them out. Um, snake eater sounds pretty cool. And I've, I've watched people play that obviously. So, uh, but you know, I'm pretty normie when it comes to this series. I'll stick to my Metal Gear Solid Five and going around with my robot ph- dog. Ph- photo and- <laughs> mode of quiet. Yeah, right. Mm, yeah. Interesting. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's a great, it's a great franchise, and I'm glad that we have someone like Kojima in the industry that's that's doing such creative and unique things.
0: Yeah, and I guess for my final thoughts, I mean, um, Metal Gear is one of the most important series ever i mean i'm playing sekiro now which is directly derivative from that um from a story standpoint like i said they're weird they're like definitely kind of anti-war but in the games they're so like so much gun porn and stuff um and borderline regular porn but from a gameplay standpoint it is just about having fun as andy (laughs) said like the way they present these challenges and give you different tools to get around them even as early as i think the first metal gear you could smoke your cigar to see laser wires like they were and you could get in the back of a truck and hide in a box to go to another location without having to travel by foot <clears throat> so that sandbox element was always there and it just got expanded and expanded upon so uh they're definitely really important and start with metal gear solid three it's just super fun and you don't have to be stealthy i like to be but just check it out um
1: also... But Mike, you're not running out to check out Death Stranding as a big Kojima fan and a fan of this series, it seems? I mean, I
0: should try it. I do love Kojima. I think there's two geniuses working, in three geniuses working in the industry. One is Kojima, the other is Miyazaki of the Souls, and the other is Shigeru Miyamoto. Those are our three big three in the video game industry.
1: Of Mario. Of Nintendo. <laughs> so, 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 yes, but those are three <laughs> three very wild different uh, genres of games. I love that, Yeah, but that, those Mike. are the kind of guys that have
0: impacted the industry the most in the last 30 years. I think those three uh, Miyazaki in the last decade more, but you know, Kojima and Miyamoto are are hugely important. He owned the nineties. Yeah. Yeah, And this game first came out in the eighties for Kojima. So shit. Uh, I do need to play death stranding. It's the first ever strand type game. Um, (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> see but that's what's interesting you hear this stuff where he invented the stealth mm-hmm. genre and then he said i wanted to invent the stranding genre and you're like what does that mean but hey fucking go for it He's man a genius you don't have to understand it and there's so many times in these games during the cutscenes
0: where i'm just rolling my eyes like who are the philosophers and the sons of liberty like what's the <laughs> fuck but that's what the charm is too that weirdness is is part of the fun i think and definitely if you mm-hmm. go into it like don't take it too seriously. It's fucking Metal Gear. It's weird as hell, you know. Um, just enjoy it. That's all. Bring oh, there, there's oh, a skateboarding I think we've game, been
1: discovered. By the way.
0: <laughs> oh, oh there Metal go. Gear 2, you can skateboard a Solid Snake. That's, what I'll, that's my last note.
1: <laughs> all right, I think we've been discovered. Uh, Andy's going to go ahead and put the girly poster up on our box so that nobody comes in here and looks at us again. But uh, until that, guys, we're going to hit it. Andy, is there anything you want to plug?
3: Uh, I mean, not really. Uh, I don't you have had anything You got a dope Instagram? Uh, Yeah, my Instagram uh, at splash into the street. Uh, If you're looking for something totally not related to video games or pop culture in any way, but you enjoy sunsets,
1: we'll
3: take it. Well, some beautiful sunsets in this game
1: series. You kidding? We'll take it,
2: buddy.
1: (laughs) All right, Normies. And as always, you know, hit us up at at Normies underscore like underscore us, any future wrecks, uh, leave us a rate review. Um, We love all that stuff. We'll catch you next
0: time on Normies Like Us. Thank you all for joining us on the wild ride of Metal Gear. Bye, Ye- Normies. This is Yeehaw. Solid
2: Colin. Michael Gear. This is Revolver Jacob. And Liquid Andy.
1: Bye, Normies.
2: Great. All right. Should we hit yeah, stop? Yeah, yeah.
1: Perfect. Hit the stop.
2: Sounds good.